Cause podcast is an expression of life's learnings. I'll be your host, Michelle Cardocus Harrison, and I invite you to connect with me as we explore a plethora of interesting subjects such as psychology, stoicism, physics, alchemy, health, fitness, and practical tools for the seeking mind, body, and soul. Join me and other special guests on this journey to educate, to inspire, to encourage, and to turn any experience into a noble cause. Hello, my people. Thanks for joining me today. I just got to start off with some deep gratitude for being alive and being here to be able to share my message. Uh, You know, sometimes we feel like things are trying to take us out, but we're able to overcome and be stronger and better for it. So I'm grateful for my challenges and struggles for they have made me stronger and wiser and better. I've had a little bit of time to take a break from some things, have some time to myself, some space to myself, which I am very grateful for. I think it's really easy in this modern hustle and bustle of reality that we don't always take time for ourselves. We don't take the space that we need, especially if we have very close-knit domestic relationships. Um, I've kind of been reflecting on what societal standards influence us and how flat-out unrealistic some things just are and how they don't serve the self. They don't serve even like our highest relationships or our best relationships. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, I'm a wife and a mother and I'm working as well. I have my mother that I also, um, that has needs. So I take care of her too. Um, so I don't think that I'm in the only one in this position. There's a lot of people that are, but It seems like we're expected to work all day long for somebody else. Maybe you're not fulfilled in that job. Maybe you don't have the opportunity to be yourself or to express yourself. Um, I've never worked in a straight corporate job, but I could only imagine how individuality is not really celebrated or embraced. If you don't do it, then I'm sure there's somebody right behind you that could do the job too. So I don't work very well in those types of environments. I feel like I've done so much in my life and and, um, I have so much experience and I've really learned very good people skills, um, customer service, as well as uh, the creativity for creating something. I love the challenge of working with people, finding ways that you can work together as a team, encouraging your team. 
am just a natural leader in any position that I am. I would absolutely take that role, even if I'm not given it. It's not like an ego thing. I don't have to have a certain title to be a certain way. I'm not waiting for somebody to validate me to tell me that I can um, be who I truly am. So in that setting, sometimes it's a challenge. All day long you feel like you're kind of giving a piece of yourself bit by bit. Maybe you're not getting fulfilled. I mean, at the end of the day, we go to work for somebody else to get something called money. So that's where the exchange is. It might not be a positive exchange or a supportive exchange. It might just simply be doing a task and getting paid for it. So we spend all day long working for somebody else. Maybe it's working for the man. Maybe it's just doing things and maybe you love what you're doing, which is awesome. I mean, ideally we would all want to do something that we really enjoy or that fulfills us in some way. Once we leave our job and we come home, you know, then it's when we, we got to get dinner started and we, you know, need to play with the kids and make sure that they're doing their homework or reading what they need to read or if they're in sports, um, shuffling the kids around for to be involved in that and a lot of hustle and bustle, a lot of things um, in our modern family that have to be done. It's part of being a grown-up. It is just reality. We could make it a lot worse on ourselves or we could try to make it uh, easier on ourselves. But at the end of the day, after we've worked all day long, after we've taken care of the family and the home, then we get to the point at the end of the day where not only have we given a piece of ourselves all day long, but now we are expected to spend the little bit of time that we do have for ourselves with somebody else. So this is with having a relationship, sharing your existence together. Um, and if you have a healthy relationship, you know, sometimes it doesn't feel like work. It's you truly enjoy having spending the time with with your loved one and that's a special thing I'm not saying that that isn't at all but we really have to still make sure that we have time for ourselves to be ourselves I've reflected a lot about what the difference between love and codependency is and that's a really heavy thing to try to wrap your head around, especially if you're used to things. I've been in a relationship for over 12 years and you start to almost feel like you become blended to where you are one person. I think that works on a survival basis, um, especially for a family whenever you're under stress or if there's any type of um, trauma or illness or something that you, you know, really just needs need the support of another person to be able to handle things in the matter of survival. It's very important. But I can't help but think how much are we missing of ourselves because we're taking all of this extra time or any time that we have to please somebody else. So what I mean by that is whenever we were younger, it seems like we could freely play and do the things that we enjoyed, whether it was playing with your toys or playing with your friends. You were able to do things that you enjoyed just because you enjoyed them. You didn't ask for permission. You didn't wait for somebody to tell you to do it. You just did it. Once you get older, it seems like we lose that a little bit. 
Um, the expectations of the family or of society seem to sink in, and before you know it, you don't do those things that you enjoy anymore. I know for me, I am a creative, and I always have been. Um, I love to read, I love to write, I love to draw, sing, obviously, you know, do podcasts. I love communicating, I love expressing myself, I love teaching. There are so many things that I truly enjoy that I do believe... Um, is a part of my purpose and a part of this path that I'm on. And it would be very easy for someone like me to kind of just put that stuff on the back burner and do the day-to-day and get caught up with that. Um, maybe you're, maybe it looks more like binge-watching a Netflix show with your spouse instead of finishing that art project that you really want to finish or Maybe you have other relationships or friendships in your life that really fulfill you. I know that I have different friends that are very individual in their own way. And so sometimes I really enjoy having conversations with people that maybe are a little bit more on my level or things that I can learn from other people, having those conversations. So all of that's important, whatever it is to you. Sometimes maybe it's just taking your time to be quiet, be still, feel what it feels like to be you in your own body, feel your sensations, recognize your senses, get down to your breath, get down back to your body and to who you truly are because we seem to blend. It's it's expected to us that we just blend with everything, um, that we're not allowed to be an individual. For me, that has been super important. Some of the benefits that I have noticed from taking the time for myself is I don't have to seek as much validation from outside of myself. I'm the type of person that my love language is definitely like positive affirmations. So I love hearing that I'm doing a good job or I love just being honored and recognized. And I try to do that too for other people. I really do appreciate that coming to me. So I really do try to put that out as much as I can to other people when I if they've inspired me or if I feel like they've just done something really well, especially people putting themselves out there. I don't think that we have enough credit given to the ones that are willing to take a risk, even if it's just for something fun, you know. Uh, It doesn't have to be serious, but a lot of people don't have the courage to take a risk because they're so scared of failure that they never even end up taking that first step. And um, then they're the people that jump off a cliff um, or people like me that terrified the entire way down but I'm not gonna let it stop me from moving forward in my life because ultimately I want to grow and I want to learn and I want to get better so um, taking the time to honor that in other people but um, I really do receive well those positive affirmations the truth of the matter is I'm not always in a position to be receiving that on a regular basis. I'd find myself in a really, really negative place to where I was extremely resentful, feeling very angry that I wasn't getting the praise or the attention or the acknowledgement or encouragement that I feel like I deserved. And it took a lot of my joy away. It took a lot of my headspace being angry about not getting what I felt like I needed, about my emotional needs not being tended to. You could only push on that so much. I mean, you can only ask so much from something outside of yourself to be a certain way for you to feel better. And at some time, at some point, you're going to have to let go of expectations from other people. And you're going to have to learn to feel good on your own. 
You're going to have to learn to honor yourself every day, celebrate yourself every day. How often do we do small acts every single day? You know, every time that you smile at a stranger, every time that you took a couple deep breaths instead of freaking out on somebody, or every time you took the time to be present with your children or with your loved ones, every time you overcome a challenge or you set your mind out to do something and you do it. I mean, there's small victories every single day throughout the day. I mean, so many. If we don't take the time for ourselves to celebrate those and honor ourselves, there is not a damn person out there that is going to do that for us. Nobody is going to make us feel better about ourselves. That's our job. And it sucks sometimes because you really want someone to recognize you and you really want someone to see you. If that's your motivation, if you feel like you can only be happy if you have that, then you're limiting yourselves. You are putting your happiness in the hands of somewhere, someone else outside of you. So that means that if I am seeking love and appreciation from somebody that fuels me to keep me going, then that means that if that person ends up being gone from my life, if that person ends up changing, if that person just decides that they want to be different, then they have the key to my happiness. It's dependent upon them. It's not dependent upon me. And it will come crashing down. That is where the codependency lies. It lies within, I feel good about me as long as you're here with me. Or another way that codependency comes up is sometimes it's needing somebody to be there for you or needing somebody to be there for. And that's an aspect of it that really isn't talked about that much. I mean, we think of codependency as, okay, I need you to live or I need you to do this or that, I have to have you. There's a flip side to that. On the other side is somebody that needs to be needed. I know for me, I hate to see people suffer. I feel like it's my job to help them, fix them, whatever it is. I know that I'm strong enough, sometimes emotionally stronger than maybe other people. So I've been the one to carry the load or I've been the one, I know it's come up countless times in my relationships where there's a part of me that wants to give up, but I dig deep and I say just one more time, just one more time, just one more time. I keep on moving forward and I keep, I try to make it work. I try to figure it out. I do, I make all of the changes that I feel like I need to make for me to be a better partner, mother, wife, whatever it is. With that, my codependency lies in wanting to help or fix other people. And there is a very thin line between that and trying to control other people. And that's been a really tough thing for me because even saying those words makes me feel like I should be ashamed of something, that I am malicious or trying to hurt somebody in some way. And what I've understood is that it is not that I'm trying to hurt them. It's that I truly do care and I hate to see people suffering. However, People have got to have their own path. We cannot intervene all of the time. We cannot coddle other people. We cannot try to minimize the damage. You know, this is how people grow. This is how people learn. I think about in my life, if somebody would have come in and rescued me every time shit went south, I would have never been able to be who I am today. Never. You know, they have, yes, they might have helped me, but they have robbed me from my learning. 
And so I have really got to be aware of that whenever it comes to other people is that I cannot intervene on their path. I have to let go enough. I have to be compassionately detached to where I can be myself, validate myself and be in be in my like authentic power, grounded and rooted and taking care of myself and honoring myself and celebrating myself and then letting other people be other people, even if they're being shitty, even if they suck, you got to let it go. Just let it go. We never have any idea how this whole thing is going to come back around. We never have any idea. It's having faith that you can let go. My biggest thing is that I feel like if I let go that people are going to leave me. I have abandonment issues. I my father moved away when I was young and I have those deep-seated fears within me that says you cannot let go. You have to keep people close to you because if they had any chance, they would run for the hills and they would run they would choose to leave you. It's like if you see a beautiful butterfly and you love it so much and you want to nurture it and take care of it and admire it and so you catch this butterfly and you put it in a jar. You keep it there so that you can admire it and love it. You're actually trapping that butterfly. You are suffocating that butterfly. That butterfly deserves to have a life of its own even if it makes mistakes, everybody makes mistakes. Nobody is perfect. It can't be from a place of needing to fix somebody or wanting to keep someone close out of fear because it'll never work for you or for the other person. Nobody will end up happy. The only thing that we can do is be there for ourselves and let other people have their own journey and have their own path, even if we don't understand it. We feel like we have to have it all figured out. We have to have all the freaking answers right now. But it just doesn't work like that. If you can look in the past, think of how many things that you thought were were one way and then after it all panned out, you're able to look at it and say, whoa, that turned out like totally different than I thought that it would. Here I am on the other side of it and I'm better for it. So seeing things in the light of your life is happening for you and not to you. One of the greatest things that I have been thinking of lately is um, what it means to master your situation. So this is a good segue from talking about relationships, codependencies, and learning what it means to be a master. So a master is someone who can make a learning lesson or be stronger or better or wiser out of any situation. A master is somebody that can take what is directly in front of them, whatever it is, turn it into something of value. And I'm not just talking about like Tony Robbins has a really good analogy. It's not just positive thinking. It's you go out into your garden with weeds and just say there's no weeds, there's no weeds, there's no weeds and think that that's going to help your garden situation because it's not. So we've gone beyond this positive thinking. This is about mastering the world as it is in front of you, learning through it and letting it make you better. So a master can make a huge spiritual learning out of any situation they are in. Any meaning that they can handle, anything they can make better and more meaningful, more powerful and more purposeful. Start seeing these challenges as gifts, as the catalyst to your growth, because without them you would stay the same and you would never learn and you would never grow. Even whenever we have challenging things come up in our life or we're dealing with what I called contrast, and what I mean by contrast is that you have to have the dark to see the light. You have to have the sorrow to see the joy. You have to have 
the duality of, of two things, whether they're negative and positive, it's not about that. It's about seeing them for what they are and then what you can take away from it. So once we're able to see every situation as something to learn from, even if it sucks, even if you don't see it right in the very moment. So I know that I, <laughs> I have issues just like everybody else. And whenever I'm really having a hard time seeing my way through things, I'll sit down and I'll start writing. The first thing I'll start is, what can I learn from this situation? What can this situation teach me? When I'm not feeling it, sometimes the first thing I start off with is, well, I'm learning that this sucks, or I'm learning that I don't want to live like this, or I'm learning that this person sucks, or this situation sucks, or whatever. So that's what I start with, is that I'm learning that this sucks. But then you kind of move through that. You're like, okay, I get it. Yeah, this isn't the best situation happening right now, but what can I learn from it? Keep on digging deeper, asking questions. Then I get to the point to where the next stage is usually... This is teaching me that I don't want to live like this. I don't want this in my life. Okay, where do you go from there? You know, how do you navigate things? What can you do to aid change in your life to get you going in the direction that you want to live? It takes work. It's not easy. I know that I am not always the most positive person in the world. You might think otherwise if, if you knew me casually, but that's mostly because I choose to offer more of a positive outlook just in general maybe on social media or whatever just because I feel like there need there could be more of that in the world I feel like there's tons of criticism and separation so I choose to be from a more positive aspect not in the sake of totally abandoning any learning or growth or hardship because those hardships will get you farther than any naive, mindless, positive thinking can get you. There's a time and a place for both. Uh, those challenges are really where the growth is. Being a master of your situation, <laughs> whatever is in front of you, it's, it's a different way of life. It's a different way of thinking. The better you get at it, I mean, I find myself sometimes hating a situation, just like waiting for it to be over because I cannot stand this anymore. It's just like totally sucking and then something breaks and something changes and then I'm able to look back um, with my reflection and think, okay, this taught me this or this taught me that or and sometimes it's just it taught me, taught me that I don't want to be like that or I don't want to be around that. So I'm able to have that insight in my reflection and it's almost the point to where there's a part of me that says, all right, like, come back at me. Like, I want it to come back again so that I can master this again. Like, have that shitty person come back in my life so that this time I can, like, totally master this situation, master myself in this situation. Because that's really the only hope that we have. It's never going to happen by changing other people. It's never going to happen from any exterior um, influences or entities or anything. It's, like, all from within. Uh, and... We don't hear that enough or, I mean, those that concept is like totally foreign in so many different ways. We are encouraged to be reactive. We are encouraged to be argumentative at any point in time. Um, somebody could say an opinion that you disagree with and guess what? You like have to rebuttal in some way, shape or form. But when you're really happy with yourself, you don't seek validation from anyone and you don't put your happiness in anyone else's hands, then it really doesn't matter anymore. Even if they have a shitty opinion, it's like, cool, good for you. You know, like at the end of the day, they're going to be the ones to suffer from it, not you. 
So why even waste your energy on it? That's part of the letting go. I mean, which is hard, but just let go. Let them be who they are. Let them have their journey. Don't intervene. Just take care of yourself. It's important that we are respectful to each other as human beings, and that sometimes can just be the bottom line. Just the bottom line is being respectful. You don't have to like people. You don't have to love people. We do have to learn how to respect each other, absolutely, and also expect that respect back. And that's where, you know, I struggle with that as well. I have to be super clear with my commitments and also with my boundaries. So if I'm committed to be being respectful, if I'm committed to certain aspects to make things easier on the collective, then uh, I'll stay true to those commitments. If somebody chooses that they are going to disrespect me or I find myself in a situation where because I put myself out there, I'm an easy target. So people, it's easy for them to focus on me than it is to focus on themselves. And I'm guilty of that as well. Like other people or your relationships are a mirror. So I recognize that when I'm not doing well, it's mostly that I'm thinking about somebody else outside of myself. Like that's what depression is too. Depression is empowering somebody else's point of view over your own. So when you're thinking about somebody or putting their beliefs on a pedestal, even if it's like a society thing, just what people think in general, then you're not able to be strong in your own identity and um, authentically being yourself, which that's a very like interesting. I heard that um, definition of depression. One of the wayshores we call, um, his name's Jason Estes. I found him on the, from the Positive Head podcast, but he had like a ton of insight, things that I've been working on lately. I've just been listening to his videos and um, almost doing like a work session with it. Um, it reminds me a lot about doing like devotionals or Bible studies in the church, but I, I'm doing it kind of just my own thing in my own way, able to work through things. And that again, aids like to the mastery of my life and myself. I have to say that anybody that's out there that is feeling like they are alone or feeling like they do do things um, that they wish that they had more encouragement for, I honor you and uh, I encourage you. I love you and respect you and I know how it feels to feel lonely, but at the end of the day, you have to be that for yourself. You have to learn how to celebrate yourself. So just start at the end of every day, write down the little things that you did that you're proud of, you know, and really take the time to celebrate that. That's where um, we're able to build our self-esteem and it matters. How we think about ourselves matters more than anything else. And that's how we're able to move forward and grow and be better. Uh, one little tidbit I'd have to say before I wrap this thing up is what's been helping me lately. Um, and I'll probably have to go into this a little bit more in detail on another episode. But I've been thinking about superheroes and their alter ego. And I think about Peter Parker and Clark Kent and think about Spider-Man, you know. <laughs> He is in disguise out there being him super self, being like a badass and doing all this stuff and fighting crime and all these good deeds. Like nobody even knows who he is. And then he goes back to his regular life. It's Peter Parker. And he doesn't talk about it. He doesn't need validation. Like, and the reason why he does that is because 
He's protecting his super self, right? Because people would treat him differently or people would have like different expectations of him or maybe people would or maybe he wouldn't have the opportunity to focus on what he needs to do to be Superman because he has all these other people like getting up in his headspace. So I think about that and I think, you know, like Spider-Man doesn't need validation. Spider-Man doesn't need a pat on the back. Like he just does what he needs to do and he comes back to his normal life and he lives a normal life and everybody's happy and everybody like supports each other on a very like normal level and it works. It works for him as Peter Parker and it works for him as Spider-Man. <laughs> I've really been like embracing the whole superhero mentality and trying to think of it that way you know like you don't you do not have to have outside validation for you to feel good about what you're doing you don't and if that's the only way it's going to work for you then you're not then you're not truly happy with yourself so uh that's my little tidbit for how to deal with that to honor your super self just be there for yourself as well i hope that maybe one person out there might have taken one word that means something and if that's true, then my job here is done, and um, I'm honored to be here. I'm honored to have a voice. I'm honored to have a brain that can comprehend things. I'm honored to have a heart that cares about giving and sharing. So um, I'm happy to be here. This is one of my biggest joys in my life, and I hope to continue to do it for as long as I live. Thanks for taking the time to listen to me. Much love. Thank you for taking the time to tune in to the Noble Cause podcast. It is a great joy and honor to be able to connect with you. If you feel this episode or if you can think of someone that can benefit from it, share it with them. You could also leave me a, a review, like the Facebook page, The Noble Cause, or hit me up at the Noble Cause Podcast at gmail.com. I love connecting with new people, sharing ideas, and keeping the flow of conscious energy so that we may continue to be inspired interested and interesting i hope this transmission has served your highest good and until next time much love to my people